what is going on real quick at the beginning of the episode thank you so much for subscribing on patreon patreon.com slash brennan thank you to everyone who bought some merch it's awesome seeing all the posts about it on social media you can check that out at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store huge episode this week i know you're all gonna love it Daniel Barakat, who was the originator with myself for the original podcast idea of Drinking Buddies, is my guest, one of my closest friends from South Florida. It's a great episode. Lots of reminiscing. Enjoy. Grab me a beer and grab me a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he didn't sober up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess if is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess if is your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. You are new to the show. I'll give you a quick rundown of the show. I used to be a party animal, used to drink a lot, do a lot of drugs, get in a lot of trouble. And one of my favorite things to do back then was to hang out with friends, reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it is still one of my favorite things to do. Talk about old stories, getting in trouble, drugs, partying, boozing. I will always be joined by a guest. Today is no different. I am joined by... The godfather of Drinking Buddy podcast. We're going to get into that story. One of my greatest friends in the world. Uh, met this guy in college, Florida Atlantic University. Go Owls. Ooh, Daniel, the Danimal Better Cat. What's up, man? Hey, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, for those of you listening, Daniel is uh, not a comic or a musician or anyone who's trying to plug some bullshit. Dan is just a very good friend of mine who has been there from when I played college football and I was getting good grades all the way through picking me up at the hospital after uh, getting alcohol poisoning, sleeping on his couch, so on and so forth. So I kind of wanted to go through the genesis of that, the uh, kind of evolution of my drinking, because you saw from the beginning when we were all just having fun to, oh, my God, this guy might have a serious problem. So. That's why, that's why you're here, buddy. I did want to um, bring up the Drinking Buddy podcast moniker, that whole thing. We started that. Um, that was something, I don't know if you remember, but you had that townhouse. And we. I was a big podcast fan back in like 2010, 11. And I know you listen to podcasts because you were my most informed tech buddy you knew about all sorts of tech stuff and i remember we were just drinking one day i think watching star wars and i was like hey man we should do a podcast we should call it drinking buddies do you remember that absolutely yeah sitting on your kitchen sitting at the counter on your, in your kitchen <clears throat> and we were doing shots of that um guyanese rum remember oh, yeah oh no i can never <laughs> forget that <laughs> And we were just talking to each other. I remember the cat kept coming in and we were just talking like randomly into microphones on your computer. And we recorded, I think, two or three episodes, but we never did anything with them. No, um, unfortunately. I mean, they're 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 very, very vulgar, though. I mean, yeah, they were. And for, from what I've listened to some of your previous episodes, I don't think they'll really f- fit in with the type of vibe <laughs> you're, you're going for. 
Well, yeah, because that was back when um, I was drinking. So I've talked about you on numerous episodes, just some of the old shenanigans we used to get into. So I kind of wanted to take the listeners back. Uh, 2007, I show up to FAU for the summer session. Um, I meet Marissa. I live in, in the student apartments. I meet Sean Michael Murphy, my roommate. And then we go out like literally within the first day, we went outside on the, the alcove and we met Marissa and she just started randomly introducing us to everybody in the student apartments that summer. And she introduced me to this young gentleman who loved to play a rock band, had all, all sorts of video games. We had a lot of similar interests. We both love star Wars and that was you. And you and I uh, formed a quick friendship uh, pretty early on. It was very ironic though, because I went to FAU to play football and everyone looked at me as kind of like a jock. And for lack of a better term, you were a bit of a nerd, but you and I became fast friends. And I, I think it's safe to say you were my best friend in college. Yeah. Sorry, your video. Comes. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting all these notifications. I'm trying to meet them because I, I don't know if you're picking that up on your end. No, I'm not. You're, you're totally. Okay. Good. So let me not even bother with it then. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, No, you're good. But yeah. So what was your first impression uh, with between Marissa? Because that summer I, I never like partied like college partied before. And you seemed like a seasoned veteran at it because you were just like, let's go building 60. Here we go. Building 60. Remember that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I do want to mention, I don't, I'm not sure if you heard, but I, I, Mar I, Marissa is no longer with us. Oh, really? No, I did not know that. I got a random text message from, I'm guessing, a family member. Um, I, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know any details, but I just, yeah, it was like maybe a year ago. Wow. So I know that's unfortunate. That's, that, and that's crazy that you say that because when I uh, when we were talking about doing this episode, I went back and was like randomly looking at my original, I think, Facebook from back when I first got to FAU, like in 07, 08, because I ended up creating a new one at, in 2012. So I logged mm. into my old one and I had so many people on there that like I'm just not friends with anymore, but from the FAU days and I remember specifically looking for her and I, I, I just, I guess I couldn't find her or whatever. And then come to find out now breaking news on the podcast, she passed away. That is. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, but it is a running theme on this show. I know you've listened to a few episodes, but we have a lot of uh, talking about these kind of stories and with my history with drugs and alcohol and some of the people I've had on, that's just an inevitability. I mean, I'm not saying that's what it was, but you know, it's, I uh, mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but that, 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 that's, that was my first assumption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh I mean, at it, but it's like, she's I, the don't, one I don't want to laugh at it either, know, but, but yeah. She's the one who kind of introduced us to, into that like party scene in college. And then that's when I met you. And that was just, I remember that summer. I, and I reference it all the time. It was probably one of the greatest times of my life. Cause in high school I was bullied and like, as, as funny as it is, because when I got to FAU, I was like, I'm not taking shit anymore. I'm not going to get bullied. I'm going to have friends. I'm going to party. So the version of Brennan that you met when I got there was not the Brennan that like I had spent my entire life with up to that point. Like I was like, I'm going to be outgoing. I'm going to try and make friends. I met you. You and I hit it off almost immediately. And you already knew. How long had you been at FAU up to that point? Did you get there in 05, 06? Um, I think I was... I graduated in 09. I was there for like two and a half years. So probably like 06 or 07. Okay. So, I mean, at that, at that point, I was living in building 60 for, for, for all, for a year. And, you know, I've already been kind of used to the whole party scene. And so, I mean, I was 
No, pr- pretty good at it. I think we, yeah. we, we both were. We I would say that we were we were pretty popular back in college. Everybody was, wanted to be was, around us. Everyone yeah. always wanted to come to our parties. <laughs> yeah, and that was the thing is we didn't live together. We lived in the same building, but we didn't live in the same actual apartment. And I just remember because like I said, I was not popular in high school. Like I didn't go to a lot of parties. I didn't have a lot of friends. So like I said, when I got to college, I was like, I'm turning all that around. So I was like Mr. Fucking outgoing. And I, that go ahead. No, I, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because like, OK, so honestly, like the first few days I met you, I didn't think I would like you. Yeah, because you, you no, no, no. But but hear me out, though. And, and now this makes a lot more sense in a way like, you know, you, the, the, things weren't the best in high school. You got bullied a lot. I mean, I did, too. I mean, um, um, so you came to college and you want to kind of reinvent yourself. Yeah. And my first impression of you was the kind of people who used to bully me back in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I totally. I was like, okay, I'm like, all right, this guy seems nice, but I know he's just going to end up like taking advantage of me and he's just going to like try to bring me down and all that stuff. So I'm like, all right, he seems funny and all that stuff. I'll hang out with him, but like, I'm not gonna, I'm not really going to invest too much time in a friendship with him. But then I like this whole facade you did disappeared within like, 10 minutes. You became the sweet, loving Brendan that everybody knows and loves. Yeah, because the, mo- I, the moment we had our first shot, we just yeah, that's off. what I was <laughs> going to say. As soon as yeah. we started drinking and stuff, I because that's the thing on the inside. I was still that like scared little kid, but I was like, I have to portray this sense of confidence, which is exactly what I would have thought, because that's what all the people who bullied me in high school did. And I'll never forget. It was like my first week at FAU. I was in the elevator, I think in the Heritage Park Tower building. And this is the first time that that theory of I'm going to change who I am was put to the test. I was in there and a couple of scholarship athletes, like full ride guys were on the elevator and I was with Marissa and me and Marissa were talking. And then one of the dudes, uh, I won't mention his name, but he was a linebacker. He turned and started like flirting with Marissa in front of me. And I was a a partial scholarship athlete. So I was like... I hadn't been at like summer training or anything like that. Like I was a freshman, like coming in to go to that fall. So they didn't know who I was and they were just kind of flirting with her. And I turned and I like fucking bowed up. I was like, nah, bruh, we're not playing that. Like, I literally remember saying, nah, bruh, we're not playing this. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? These guys are going to beat your ass. But I was like, I'm not getting punked anymore. Like I'm not fucking playing yeah. this game. And so I could see how that could definitely rub people the wrong way, especially Someone like you who's into Star Wars and no one's more into Star Wars as I am. People might be as into Star Wars, but no one's more into Star Wars than I am. But like that stuff you didn't know about me when we first met. You just thought, here's this loud, boisterous fucking jock. And he's probably going to do it. You were in the football team and you're hanging out with all the football players. I'm like, why does this guy even want to hang out with me? (laughs) But little did you know, there's there's got to be some reason. I know. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. We are actually the same person. And like, so do do you think that when you um, came to college, you kind of in a way took on the persona of maybe some of your bullies to like, kind of give you like a bit of a, a bit of armor. Yeah. uh, In case it happens again, like start off like, Kind of like I, if you're in jail, like, you know, yeah, and I, the, the, I have the most experience. dangerous guy first. Like, I yeah. have that experience as well of going to jail and being like, all right, I'm you have. And I talked about this on the podcast with Tyler White. But as soon as you get into jail, you cannot let anybody punk you. And I, I 
it's interesting how it developed. So in high school, I was just like, I just wanted to make people laugh. So I was the butt of every joke. Like I would do, if they would say, Hey, Tasta, do that. I would do it to try and make everyone laugh because I just wanted people to like me. When in reality, they were just bringing me down and like, I would get the shit kicked out of me all the time. And I was like, Oh no, I'm part of the guys. That's why they do it. But it's not, it would just fucking sucked. And then I would hurt myself because I would get sad and depressed. And then, Fast forward to high or to college, I was like, I, I will not let that happen again. So I took on that persona, that loud, boisterous, like nobody's going to fuck with me persona. I took that on when, just like you said, almost as like a shield when I got to college. And the funny thing about it is moving forward in my life, when I eventually would get arrested all those times, I did the same thing going into jail that I did going into college, which was nobody's going to fucking punk me. And it's almost, it has become a part of me in a way. And it does get me in trouble now, like in my current job, like if I have a table and they're like dicks and then they don't tip a part of that comes out. Like, I'll be like, you're not going to fucking pot. Like who the fuck do you think you're talking? Which is bad. Mm-hmm. That quick to anger is, is terrible, but that's something I developed almost as a, a coping mechanism. And it's something that still comes out to this day. But you did mention after a couple of shots, Everyone, you, Shayna, Karen, Sean, everyone that was in Trevor, Michelle, everyone that was in our core group of friends could see like, oh, this guy's just a big teddy bear. He's just he's kind of almost pretending to be a badass just so nobody messes with him because he's so tired of everyone messing with him. (laughs) I think he got tired of pretending to be a badass. I did. And and everybody, everybody knew it. But, you know, like, but thankfully, our core group of friends and everyone who we associated ourselves with weren't the bullying type. And I think, you know, probably because both me and you have been through that before. We know how to not even have those kind of people around and everybody who was like toxic. We was like, dude, we're in college. There's so many people to hang out with. Like, if you're toxic, like, I'm just not going to invite you out anymore. Yeah. Stay away from us. Yeah, and that was the thing. So, so you didn't, you didn't, yeah. Neither of us. I mean, in a good way, we got to be ourselves in college, and you know, I think that's that's how it is for a lot of people. And like a lot of those bullies, like, no offense to them, I they they don't really amount to much. All all of them. them. I mean, but but yeah, when we when you were were you in your freshman year when we met? Yeah, I was. I it was my Uh, first time ever on a college campus, and I know you were. Oh my god, that was your first experience, dude. Yeah, Yeah, because that 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 was like the best time of my entire college life. And if if that was like your first experience, damn, it it was hard to live up to that afterwards. Yeah, and it was so much fun. So that that summer, we uh, we party all the time, and then I was training too because I, you know, when fall started, I had uh, practice and the team and everything. But then even when fall started, you stayed in building sixty. I moved down to building forty eight. And then, uh, but we still, at least once or twice a week, we would still all get together. I know there were times where you're like, ah, you know, I got a test tomorrow. And we'd be like, come on. You'd be like, all right, let's do it. And I I don't know how I graduated. (laughs) By by the way, for for the people who don't know, yeah, I was in building 60 and 48 was all the way on the other side. Usually when that happens, like people just don't really hang out with each other anymore. Yeah. Lose touch. Cause I mean, like I said, there's like so many people to hang out with in college and in all in your neighbor, all of your neighbors are partying all the time. And so like to walk, like it it probably took like 10 minutes. Yeah. It was like 10, 15 minute walk. Right. That was the thing. But was, we still kept in touch, though. And yeah. I, I'm I'm the kind of friend like I, I'm 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 not the best friend to be honest. I'm I'm an out of sight, out of mind type of friend too. So like the fact that we actually still like 
hung out a lot, even though you were 10, 15 minutes. So I know I sound like a <laughs> no, but that's a lot in college, especially when you're surrounded yeah. by people who want to party. It's like, why would I walk 15 minutes down the dorms and run into RAs and campus police? Absolutely. I, Absolutely. There I was always a risk. Stay, yeah. yeah. That when I could just stay because we were all well, you I think at the time you were even underage at the time, too. Um, because you would have only no, been I, 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 um, when I'm because I, I remember I used to buy you liquor. Yeah, that's true. No, you. That's oh, true. that's you what know. I thought it was. I'm like, oh, the, the, yeah, okay. So the, this this kid Brendan, he only wants to hang out with me because he's because I'm buying him liquor. Yeah, and it was, but to be that's, honest with you, the reason why I would walk down to the other building and stuff and is because, like, I it's hard to explain to people, but I'm a very loyal person. Um, so in the instance of you and I. If we don't talk for six months, there's no hard feelings. It's not a big deal. But then the second we get on a call or if I show up somewhere and you happen to be there, it's like no time has passed because yeah. we're very close friends. And I'm I'm loyal to those kind of people. I talked about it with uh, Matt Fulcheron. I'm the kind of person where, like, if I consider you a friend, you could call me tomorrow and say, hey, man, something happened. I need you. I need you down here in Deerfield or in Delray. And I'd be like, all right, give me four and a half hours and I'll be there. And there are times where that has happened in the past where someone's called and I'm like, all right, I'm on my way. And that's just how I am. So I've always been loyal like that. So when I ended up at a different building, I was still like, no, Dan's my friend. Dan's my best friend up to that point. You and Sean were my two best friends in college. So I was like, of course, I'm going to go down and see him. And and that was the weird thing, because I, I remember you and I have talked about this where you thought I was only hanging out with you because you had like all the coolest toys and you could, you could buy me booze. And I was just kind of like, almost like you were my sugar daddy and like a friend perspective, <laughs> but that actually wasn't the case at all. You and I actually, I think one of our biggest bonding moments was between uh, rock band. Cause you always like to play lead guitar and sing. And I always like to do the drums. And I was like, Oh, this might work out perfectly. This yeah. is very symbiotic. And when we started doing like just dumb shit, like the slap shots, I talked about that, I think, last week. Or oh, the week my before. God. Slap shots. You okay, I haven't that? seen that episode yet. Oh, yeah. Um, I also have to stop doing it because someone took advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They. Uh... <clears throat> it was actually one of my friends. Um, so, um, um, so you know, we, we, we do the slap shots. I mean, should, should I kind of describe what it is? Or I mean, well, I think I, my, if, my... if anybody's listening to the podcast, they know what it is because I talked about it on an episode. But. Just for everybody who doesn't know, for the uninitiated, because we are initiated, let them know <laughs> what it is. Yeah, so we were in college and we didn't have money. So we the only kind of booze we could afford was like the really, really cheap, terrible tasting one. And I don't know who came up with it. I, I, I don't I don't. It was you. It was you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Of course it was. <laughs> we were sitting in the kitchen in your in your student apartment. And I it wasn't because it was cheap. It was later on it was because it was cheap but at the time when we did it it was because it was sailor jerry and it was 92 proof and i oh, and we were right. like remember and we were talking to each other and i was like let's do a shot and we tried to originally and i ended up throwing up like into the sink and i was like this stuff is too strong to just do shots of and we were like how can we we didn't have any chaser and we're like how can we do shots with no chaser of this and i was i we were sitting there talking about it and i go how about this I'll do a shot. And then you slap me in the face and you were like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we did it. And then you were like, do me, do me. And it just yeah. turned into a thing. <laughs> I, I think if Aaron you would have, Shana used to do it. 
Oh yeah, I still I have videos of that too. Oh my god! Oh man, <laughs> but you know the, the 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 crazy thing is it works. So yeah. like immediately after you take the shot, like right when you're about to swallow it, you just get a slap in the face, like hard enough to take the pain away from your throat, but not hard enough the way your face is burning for the next half an yeah. hour. It's a delicate balance, and we got yep. better and better at it. Yeah. And also our <laughs> also our ability to receive slaps um <laughs> yeah, tolerance for that improves so we actually had to start slapping each other harder yeah, <laughs> eventually god, that was oh but it god. worked it really worked though and and oh my and like you know what we save like three dollars yeah on chaser like at well, college. Was, i mean that that's a meal in wendy's yeah hell yeah and that was the other thing too is that we learned something that your brain is going to focus on the immediate pain so if you get slapped in the face, your brain's like, forget this tar, this liquid like poison mm-hmm. we're drinking. Let's focus on the pain in the face. So you yeah. didn't even feel like you did a shot. And it was it was so perfect. Oh, man. <laughs> and it really caught on too. I know. It was I like remember one of those start, people started doing it at parties we would show up to. And we're like, this is our thing. This is our thing. Yeah. <laughs> We, we barely we didn't even know some of the people at, at the house parties yep. and everyone was doing it that, yep. that was insane oh my god oh man but it's, like it's the, the thing that killed it for me though um one of my friends um i don't i probably won't mention his name i mean we're still really good friends he's actually he was actually one of the groomsmen at the wedding so were you yeah um i i don't I, it's either he didn't understand the game or he really did not like me at the time so when so when we went for the slap he literally slapped me as hard as he possibly can oh yeah that's and it game. landed right in my face my eyes felt like they were popping out and uh-huh. everyone in the room just turned around i'm like what was that sound and i i, th- I threw my vodka in his eyes and i burnt him and that was that and after that, that i've never really like slap shots yeah. anymore yeah it just takes one person to ruin it yeah that's it fucking one person party's over guys right <laughs> god yeah so we used to we used to get in all sorts we never really got in trouble either um i didn't start getting in I trouble did. did you yeah dude i had to do community service so many oh, times oh i forgot about that i had to go hand out um like um uh, um birth control um cards for from the pharmacist because that's where they placed me so i just go out to all these girls yeah because like, you hey, got in trouble with, birth with fau yeah you got in trouble with uh the actual university so i've described this before but the the police force that was at florida atlantic university was actual boca raton police like it wasn't like a rent-a-cop right. situation they were real cops so i had been arrested by them a few times but that comes later Let's talk about, I forgot about this community service thing. So what, was this just a house party? What happened with that? Yeah, it was a house party. We weren't allowed to have liquor. Um, my roommate yeah, followed the complaint. Beer and wine. He, it, not I look back at it. We were kind of, we were kind of dicks. I mean, he had a, he had a big exam the next day. I just finished, I just finished an exam. So I was just partying it up and I didn't, I, I, I didn't really like him at the time, but still. I admit I was wrong in that situation. So uh, there's not much of a story to it, to be honest. Like they, okay, so um, just I just, yeah, he called and I didn't clean up that night. I was drunk. The next day, the RAs walked in and it's all the cabals all over the place. And they, they're like, we're writing you up. And they just made me do community service. I wish I had more of an exciting story to tell about how I got in trouble. No, but, but that's, that, that's, that's all that happened. Yeah. So that's interesting because. That, that's the thing is when I when I say we didn't really get in trouble, like the, the Boca cops didn't show up. And again, that they ended up doing that with me. But that comes later. So 
we, we yeah we did get in trouble with the art i mean i was but the thing is like everybody liked this so i never got in trouble baby forget for you yeah rub that in but the, the thing is though everybody liked this though and i'm, I'm uh, even the cops like this so yeah. even they, they would like they, they, they would come they would hang out with us for a little bit then they'll just like guys just just keep it down a little bit yeah, we don't feel like coming back up. tonight yeah, yeah. They were, they were, they were, they used to come hang out with us. Yeah. So. I think it's, I think people could tell like genuinely we, we weren't dicks. Like we wanted everyone to mm-hmm. have a good time. And I think yes. that goes a long way. So if you're being super destructive with your partying, then that's when people start to have a problem. But we were just like college kids having fun and they understood. Just loud, yeah. Yeah. And we were just being a little loud and it literally like you walk in, there's not syringes and Coke on the table and stuff. It's like, five kids playing rock band a little too loud with some liquor bottles. And they're like, yeah, okay, guys, like, keep it down. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I mean, and, and like uh, the noise were from people like laughing and having a good time, not yeah. like from like yelling and fighting. They, there was like barely any fights. Like, yeah, there was almost none. in our, in our core. And I mean, our, our core got pretty big too. And then some of your football buddies started um, hanging out with us more yeah. too. Yeah. And honestly, like, shout that, out it, Jeff like, Van Camp. Just, Oh, Jeff Van Camp. Oh, man. When he showed up at my wedding. And <laughs> I know. And in I his uniform. Him. Every. Oh, yeah. I think he went to the bathroom or something. Oh, man. That was amazing. Yeah. He showed up there like with a serious Jeff Van Camp face. And everyone at the party just like stops and look and like, looks like, oh, my now. God. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he came in uniform. He's like, he had like a serious face. And everyone like just looked at him and got like totally scared. I mean, because uh, yeah, I did I mean, it's a cop in uniform showing up to um, an engagement party where everyone's dressed formal, so he stuck yeah. out. And then I saw him like, Jeff! And everyone, <laughs> everyone just started laughing. Great guy. After that. that was, oh, man. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a good guy. He started. Yeah, he was there for, he was there for you a lot, too. Yeah, yo, yeah, for sure. He he helped me through he a lot did. of stuff. And he he was a star quarterback in his senior year, too. Yeah. Of yeah. FAU, like, there was a big poster of him, like, the size of a, I, I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, it's like the size of a building. <laughs> it, yeah, it was the size of a building. I'm like, oh my god! And I, I got to tell, I got to tell like a, 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 just a whole bunch of people, I'm like, oh my god, me and this kid were really we're, we're friends back in yeah. college. And I mean, it, 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 I met him all through you, actually. So that was yeah, cool. that was it was a weird thing because I I was on the team, you know, for a few years until concussion started racking up, and you know, being on a uh, you know, all they did was paying for my books and my meal plan. So like tuition started to rack up and then I just, mm-hmm. you know, I had to make the decision, which was really hard to be told like, Hey, you don't play really. You're not going to start until your senior year at best. Like this is your eighth concussion. Like you should probably just hang it up. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm done playing football. Something I dumped my whole life into. And you were there for that. Cause that's when I met Becca, who I met through you. Um, that was the transition from kind of jock, partying every once in a while brennan into this oh we're gonna party all the fucking time now because all i have to do is go to class oh, i remember that i remember easy. my grades when, when you stopped playing football i definitely noticed that my grades suffered yeah mine too <laughs> i went from a's and b's to c's and d's but d's is Me still too. passing in florida baby there you go. <laughs> um yeah so and I don't, you know, I'm not going to throw Becca under the bus you know we started dating and that was uh we'll say rocky i'll just leave it at that and um and I remember I, I, they love to party and you and I like to party, but we like to party. Like we were talking about earlier in like a fun way. When I left football, that's when it turned into a, an aggressive, like, okay, I'm sure you and Karen and Sh- uh, Shane at the time could kind of see like somebody, somebody might want to catch him. Cause he's fallen and he's fallen real fast. 
I think you, I, th- I think I think um, not playing anymore did hit you hard, and and um, it got to and I I do remember um, that that um, it got to the point where you you you, just, you wanted a drink, so you would do the pregame, but then when when the rest of us were going out or going to another house party, going to like to O'Brien's or something, like you 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 just you would just rather just stay stay back in your apartment and just drink by yourself, and like yeah. that's when I saw I, that that's when I began to see it. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, so like that's, that's for, for that for that pregame session, you were a lot of fun. Yeah. But then, like around midnight, you you just wanted to go back to your to your room and just watch um, DVDs. We didn't really have Netflix at yeah. the time. A lot of burn notice DVDs so, back then. Yeah. <laughs> I um, and that's when I started getting in trouble too, because then I would, you know, like if my roommates would call like the RA because I was being loud, I'd start fucking yelling at them, yelling at the RA. I started becoming more and more aggressive. Um because I didn't have any sort of outlet. I wasn't working out anymore. I had lost football. I was still working at Outback, but I, you know, I was barely getting by. And that was, that was a, a big thing for me, but you guys were all there. Like, I remember Shana took me aside a couple of times and she was like, you know, what, like what's going on. And there was a couple of times that you and I had talked just kind of about like, man, I can't do this every, you had told me like, I can't do this every day. Like I'm about to graduate. Like I need to finish my classes. And I was like, I guess I'm on my own, but there is a story I always, I always tell. Um, So fast forward, you end up moving off campus, you get the townhouse, you graduate, you start working. um, And I'm just spiraling out of control. When you first moved off campus, you guys moved into that apartment. And I remember, I don't know if you remember, but I stayed with you on your couch for a while. And I was like in Cynthia Gardens and that, yeah. the, 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 the tiny one, the size of a garage. Yeah. So that was yes. you guys, you, you had, you were done at FAU, but you hadn't gotten yes. that the townhouse yet. So you guys were staying in that apartment. Yes. And yeah. You I and did. I had yeah. almost lost touch at that point. We were barely, cause you were done with school and I was completely off the reservation. So you and I weren't really talking and then I didn't have anywhere to go. I was basically homeless mm-hmm. and I think it was during break housing or something. And so I needed to, or in between, I think I got kicked out from my roommates. I don't remember what it was. I just remember I needed a place to stay for like a few days. And I remember moving all my stuff into that apartment in Cynthia Gardens, which already didn't have a lot of room. And you were just like, I, I remember you looked at Karen and you're like, I, I mean, what do we get? Like, we have to let No, she stay wanted here. you to stay. Yeah, yeah. We and do. We love you, dude. You're fun to be around. Like, I, yeah. I remember you, but I, I used to wake up and go to work. He's like, you're like, Dan, you want me to make you breakfast? I'm like, sure. And you just pour me two shots. Yeah. <laughs> well, thankfully, I'm not at that job anymore, though. So they, yeah, I guess I don't, I don't care if, they, if this comes out. Yeah. So, yeah. Like the first thing you do in the morning, you wake up, you would pour shots, but you won't drink it. I don't, I never understood. You won't drink it right away. You would wait. You would just, and yeah, I, I just I'm always like, like I see the shots. shots I want to, I want to, I want to drink the shot. Like, why are we just staring at it? And then, like, I would it, always it, have it, shots it would, around. Yeah, yeah, and like I, I was like, all right, I got, I got to go to work. I'm let's just take the shots now. <laughs> so, like, I definitely remember that. Yeah, and that oh, was, man. but yeah, I can't kind of. How long I, did you stay with us? It wasn't I, that long. Right? It wasn't that. No, it was like a, a week or two. I think if my memory serves me correctly, I was done with housing at FAU, but I hadn't found an apartment yet. So I think I was like going through the apartment finding process, and then that's when I moved in with you guys. It was either that or. 
Yeah, it had to have been that because once I moved in with Justin and Lenny, I lived with them for two years and then Lenny dropped me off in Palm Coast when I was done at FAU. So mm-hmm. it had to have been that that had to have been a series mm-hmm. of events or maybe it was just in between break housing, which is I've told this before, but it's such a fucking racket. There's like two weeks in between like the fall semester and the spring semester. And if you don't pay like $3,000, you can't move into your dorm until the spring semester starts. So I think it was that situation where it was like a break housing Ooh, thing. It's so stupid. You're homeless for two weeks. Yeah. I've, and I've you can't like, even store your stuff in your in, in, in the in the new apartment most of the time. No. It's like, it's I remember ridiculous. I slept in my car for a week one time uh, when that oh, happened because of break housing. And like this was I think this was summer going into fall. And you and I were friends, but I wasn't really that close with anybody because I'd only been there for two months. So I was just like, I guess I'm sleeping in my car. And that was fucking luckily I was on the team by then and stuff. So I think I slept in my car for a week and then I told my coach what was going on. He's like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like we can move you into your apartment early. We just have to call like we're the fucking oh, football team. We can do whatever we want. Right. And I was like, oh, that's how that works. <laughs> but something else I kind of wanted to uh, get into. So you guys um, you start. So Karen originally was Shana's roommate. Uh, your lovely wife, Karen. And um, mm-hmm. I remember, I don't know, we're going to bring it up and I can edit it out if you want to. But I remember you were like, had such a crush on Karen when we all met. So yes. I was hanging, h- hanging out with Shayna. Um, and uh, Karen was her roommate and you and I were friends. And that was the original core group, if I remember correctly, was you, me, Trevor, uh, Karen, Shayna, that was kind of like the, the ride or die group. Um, and then Ben came in and, uh, you know, sh- you know, Murph was a part of it, Murphy and like everyone. But the, the core group where we were always together was you, me, Karen. Yeah, Dana. that was we were always around each other. Yeah, I mean, we, we hung out with with a lot of people, but th- yeah. that was our core. We would yeah. we would we would show up with that group. And for the most part, we would leave with that group. And Until yeah, I, I think I think those <laughs> <Then> <laughs> well, like the, that's the thing. Well, that's but that's what I was saying though. Like when when the, when you really started showing signs of alcoholism, you were just drinking by yourself. Like I mean, yeah. you weren't a danger to anybody that's at the time. But I think what I, what we'll probably get to later on. But yeah, like I think it was towards my senior year. That's when I would hear about you like yelling and starting fights with people, and you know, and like yeah, there there was this. I don't know. I don't know if if um if you've ever mentioned this. That one time when I came in and like your face is. And if, if you want, you get out of the sound too. Like, cool. And I, I was like, hey, Brian, look, I got a bottle of rum. And I came, you were in the room crying. And then I turned on the lights and your face was like all bloody because you had like cut your, yeah, you cut your face. You got into a fight. That's you my closing. Fight. That's my closing story now on stage. That my, the scar story. Cause got I still it. have okay. a scar that goes down my face. Yeah. I talk about it all the time. That's I, it, in order to prove a point in a fight, I took a knife to my own face. And it, the story, when I tell it on stage, is a lot. Fu- it's true, but I make it a lot funnier. But that's no, essentially dude, the, what the, it was. the next week you were telling it as a funny story. And then all yeah. of a sudden you and the guy are like best friends afterwards. Yeah. Shout out. You became like What's really up? close afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And that was the so, thing. So that was that. If anybody wants I don't to want to encourage this story, kind of behavior, but it worked. Yeah. It's on YouTube. But again, that goes back to the. So when I left, um, when I um, like that goes back to the not punking thing and I would overcompensate so much for that. And that's not who I was. So when I would overcompensate, especially when alcohol was involved, I'd really overcompensate. And then you'd hear stories about like Brennan's going psycho. Now, it's funny because that scar story actually happened when I was still on the team. 
So that was oh, really, yeah, that was kind of, okay. that was, that was just a night that got away from me a little bit, that was, <laughs> but you are right. As I, as my alcoholism progressed, I, I was more and more of a loner, but I wanted to bring this up. Cause I, I want to kind of let the listeners in. Cause I, I mentioned you a lot and I talk about like my college days a lot. Cause that was the best time of my life. I changed my life. I went from being this nerd that always got beat up to being a popular kid, which I had only ever seen in movies and my sisters, my sisters were both real popular. So when I got to college, you and me were, we were the people, a lot of people wanted to hang out with, not to sound like arrogant or like an asshole, but that's Dude, something- our phones were blowing up all the time. Yeah. And I that's mean, something I, no, that I, I mean, wanted like my whole life. Like yeah, I never me had too. A, me like, too. a lot of friends. And then all of a sudden it was like fucking Tass is here. Get, let's get going or fucking Danimals coming in. Let's go. <laughs> and so it was super exciting to have that life that I had only seen on TV and movies and never experienced for myself. Nailed it on the head. But that's yeah, that, that, that's exactly that's exactly what I wanted out of. I mean, I didn't even want to go to college, really. Like, I mean, I, I, I wanted the college experience. I didn't want to get a degree or anything. I just wanted to have those college experiences that you see on TV because I wasn't getting that in, in Guyana. You know, it's a, yeah, it's, it was a smaller country. And, you know, all my, all my friends, um, a lot of my friends had moved on. And then the ones that, that were there, I just felt like, you know, I was, I don't know, it was like every week was kind of the same. Yeah. So I, and, and plus, yeah, and plus like I, I was kind of bullied and I guess a lot of people just already knew me for, for who I was in Guyana too. So I, just like you, I got a chance to completely reinvent myself it in was college and yeah and so i mean I, and the thing is like you you reinvent yourself and you, you put on this facade but then just the same same with you very quickly we start becoming ourselves like yeah. you, you can't you, there's no way you can put on a facade for four years yeah well so, but the thing but is, the thing is some people kinda, liked us so, yeah, yeah. kind of got into that groove of and i think it was because we put on this facade of self-confidence long enough for people to be like oh these guys are really cool and so we just kind of, it almost worked out perfectly where we fell right into it. But what I wanted yes. to bring up was speaking of self-confidence, you, <laughs> um, since we knew uh, Shane and Karen, which we knew right off the bat, well, I knew right off the bat, it, you had been there for a little while before, but you had um, had a crush on Karen. And then that kind of developed into feelings. I remember when we were all first hanging out, I was like, Dan, there is no way. We are not getting with these girls. I don't know what you're thinking. Like, this isn't going to happen. And then fast forward, Karen is now your wife. So I was way wrong about that. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you I, had to say that so I could prove you wrong. I couldn't have been more wrong. You, um, <laughs> but it was weird because at the time I was like, we're all just friends. Like, I don't like what's happening here. And then. Yeah. We all hung out so much. And then, you know, Shane and I, you know, ended up hitting it off and you and Karen hit it off. And then you guys got together and then you just never looked back. No. Yeah. And, and you know, like, and it's funny that you mentioned that that um, is what really me, made me realize that you are a really good friend, because I mean, even though you were saying that you have no chance with her, but like that. You, 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 I mean, everyone kind of said it and, 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 I, and I know you, like you're honest, you, you just, you're just trying to spare my future feelings. Yeah, and I, and I it took want, a while, man. To it took hurt, a lot yeah. of heartache on my end to get together. Yeah. Cause now that guys, I got it though. Yeah. Now you, you yeah. lock it down. You got a kid together and everything now. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but, but that's when I realized that you were actually a genuine friend because a lot of people were like still trying to go after her or like, we're trying to like, you know how people are. Like, yeah, I remember you know, that. She, 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 she was a pretty girl. Like, you know, yeah. so, so people are going to not be on my side because they don't want to see me succeed because 
deep down inside, I think a lot of people are like jealous and they don't like seeing other people succeed because it just kind of in a way highlights their failures. And that, that became evident really, really, really quickly. But you helped me out. You put in good words for her. Oh yeah. When I, when I was like, when I would be trying to go after her and it wasn't working out and she would ignore me. And then she was like, she, she would just tell like Shana, she just wants to be friends and have Shana tell me that. And she had no interest in me. Like you were there for me. Always yeah. through the entire step. And like, I, and like, I wasn't more than a crush. I knew I liked her. Like I knew like, I really, really, really liked her. So when things weren't going my way, I was, you know, I was, I was really upset and you were there for me the entire way. And you helped, you helped us like get together. Like you put in good words for me. Like you, I don't I, know. You, you were, you were I'll just a friend. Forget. You were just there for me. It's, it's, it's when you silly, guys started you were, you were there for me. When you guys started dating, I remember running around in circles like, we did yes. it. Oh we my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, was I mean, so happy. That's when I was like, oh, this better in my voice. I'm still thinking. Yeah, you were doing, you were so happy. Psyched. I remember that. You were happier than I was. <laughs> we did it. Did. But what, it took like a whole year though to get Yeah, it did. And there's oh, this one night I made out with her and I, and then you were excited the next day. And then after we made out, she didn't talk to me for like months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but yeah, so you guys ended up getting together. And like you said, you are now um, married. Karen is a, a faithful Patreon subscriber. Shouts out. I don't know if that's you through her email Whoa, or that, she that's did it. Both of us. Okay. All right. So shout she, out to oh, you She guys. probably did it on her name. It, it, honestly, it was her idea, though. I oh, was like, really? she was like, can we subscribe to this? And like for Brennan, absolutely. Oh, that's sweet. Well, I I really do appreciate it. And um, so I wanted to um, so you and Karen now are living together. You get this townhouse, uh, and you guys are moving on. You're moving up. You're moving on. Karen's finishing school. You're done with school, and you're continuing with your life. I, on the other hand, am stuck in this rut where I'm taking classes and then withdrawing so I could get the student loan money. Um, I'm failing out of some classes like my life is not going well. Um, and I remember and I've told this story before because it's really funny and it's something I'm trying to work out in, in my set. But I remember there were a couple times where you guys were going to have a house party. And Karen was like, let's call Brennan because Brennan's because she would have friends from work or people you guys didn't know that well. But you wanted to have a get together. And the light, bulb would, yeah. Yeah, the light bulb would go off. Hey, we'll bring Brennan because Brennan will right. get people doing shots. Brennan's at really energetic. Yes. Yes. So I remember on two occasions where I was basically called in as the party starter. Um, and then after. Yeah, because me and Karen lost that ability. We graduated from college. and Now we're working nine to fives and we're just in a serious relationship. So our lives are just boring. We don't have anything to talk about like to, to strangers. So, but, and like you, you, you kept that going, you kept that party animal going. Yeah. So yeah, you, you were always a great icebreaker. And yeah, I don't think that's because of like, I, I think that's just you. I think that's just like your natural I think personality. It's my natural, yeah. My natural personality. But at the time, cause I was drinking so heavily and this, like I said, this happened twice and I'm trying to work it into a bit, but I remember I came over and I was like, let's, let's go, let's do it. And we would start doing shots and I would get all like the stuffy office people to kind of relax. Like, Oh, we're back mm -hmm. in college. We're having a good time yes. with the crazy guy. And it was so much fun, but about two hours, in, cause I would do shots with everybody randomly. So they're all only doing one or two shots, but I'm doing them with everybody. So I'm doing like 10 to 12 shots because I'm going up like, Hey, let's do a shot. And then they would do one. Then I'd walk away, but then I'd go to another person and be like, hey, let's do a shot. So now <laughs> I'm at two, they're at one, and I would right. And then that would continue till I was at like eight, and everyone else was at like one or two. 
And I remember on two separate occasions, I got a little too drunk, a little too fast. And Karen was like, Brennan, why don't you go downstairs and lay down in the guest room? And I got like sent to bed. <laughs> like, thank you for coming in. Thank you for getting the party going. It is now like 830. You're hammered. Like, because everyone in our core group knew when I got quiet is when I was really, really drunk. So when I yeah. would get quiet, Karen was like, why don't you go lay down downstairs? And I was like, that's like, I, I know there's a bit there. I know there's a joke there, but it's like, you call me in, I get everybody going. Then it's like, <laughs> all right, now go turn on the Your TV downstairs. Done. Yeah, go turn on the TV downstairs. All right, go, go take a nap. <laughs> but that's when I was starting to get really out of control because then I was just drinking constantly, like just by myself. And that was right around the time where um, you uh, picked me up from the hospital. The first time I ever got alcohol poisoning was right around that time. And that was probably, mm -hmm. that was a very terrible experience. Um, I got alcohol poisoning. I had no one to call. I remember I called, I mean, I had someone to call. I called you. You came and picked me up and I remember we were just talking and you're like, what happened? And I was like, I, I just drank until I couldn't drink anymore. And apparently that's really bad for your system. Your body starts to shut down. And you were like, that can happen? <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's what I said at the beginning of this too. Like, you, you, in a way, you kind of helped me, like, because I mean, I, I did not drink nearly as much as you. I can't actually. My my tolerance is not there. But you did kind of help me realize that. Oh wow, like you in a way you could OD on alcohol, like just like any other drug. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, absolutely. Yeah. And I've done it three times. And like, also, you you've ruined purple Gatorade for me. I can't drink that anymore. <laughs> yeah, because I was trying to drink that and I kept throwing up. Uh, you, I, I just saw you throwing up purple and it's like, no, nah, I'm out. I, I can it. never I'm drink done. it. No, that's it. No more. <laughs> but then, um, so, so then you and I, to be honest, um, for the listeners, you and I kind of lost touch. So I, in 2012, when I was done with FAU, I moved back home. My partying started getting wildly out of control. Um, you were moving on with your life. You, you had gotten a, a new job. I remember you'd gotten a better job and Karen was working and everything was going well on your guys' end. And then fast forward a little bit, I go to rehab. Um, I end up meeting Alyssa after rehab. I'm, you know, I think I'm going to get sober. Everyone, I remember you and Shana and Karen all reached out and you were like, we're so proud of you. Like we, Shana was like, I saw this coming from a mile away. Thank God you did this because you were going to die. Um, that sounds like Shana. Yeah. <laughs> I told you so. She listened. Be, so be careful. Be careful. But then still making words. it about herself at the same time. Oh man, I hope she's not listening. She does listen. I love you, Shana. Uh, but um, <laughs> so that was the thing. And then um, I we you and I the core group. I would just keep calling it the core. So the core group. We would hang out from time to time when I was sober. Uh, we introduced Alyssa into the core group. In fact, my memories just popped up when we all hung out in St. Augustine and went to that um, yep. reggae bar that just popped up on my memories. And it yep. seemed like... And then, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I just want to throw in there really quickly. Like, you said hi to me as I did. Like, when we, we just started talking for five minutes. I was like, dude, if you don't propose to Karen, she's going to break up with you. Yeah. So, so how's everything else going? Yeah. <laughs> what? He's like, I got to tell you, because apparently because she was telling Shayna that she was upset that I haven't proposed yet. Yeah, and I should have told you. And apparently yeah. I, it was a bigger deal than I thought it was. Yeah, because you had but, been sorry, putting it continue. off. No, but you had been putting it off. And I remember because 
and Shayna and Karen and you, we're all the same way. And Trevor, even to an extent where we won't see each other for a while, but we had gone through some stuff, you know, we were thick as thieves. So like, if we're all in a room together, we're all just open and honest. And, you know, I overshare a lot with that's everybody. What I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's, that's just our the type group. of friendship. I don't think I'll ever have again. Like, yeah. you know, just with like life, the way it is now when people are older, like the friendship that we have, like, it's I don't, I don't know how I could get. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, oh yeah. Yeah. With, with, with everybody else. Now, hey, yeah. how you doing? Oh, good. How's the weather? How's the family? All right, cool. All right. I'll see you that's later. It. Yeah. Get me this report by the end of the day. Like, yeah. And it's like, do you want to buy some death sticks? Come on. Yeah. You don't want to sell me. Uh. Um, I remember Shana told me that she was like, yeah, Karen's kind of pissed. And I was like, why? They're great. And she was like, uh, she thought she he would, he would propose by now. And I remember I immediately read you all like, dear, 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 dear. yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 you told me that out of concern that our relationship would end because yeah. I'm not going to pop the question. Because so we like, had I, that's so kind of friend, yeah. to get you there. Yes. We yes, together. We we were both invested in <laughs> it. It took a village for me to get her. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but that's how you know she's a keeper, though. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, but everything on on the surface level and even on a deeper level, everything was going great for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. I remember I remember when we hung out that weekend. It was like, all right, every, everything's going good. Um, and then fast forward a little bit more. We get a save the date from you and Karen. I'm so excited. I had started drinking again at this point because I had convinced myself I had overreacted and Alyssa didn't know what alcoholism was um, mm. really. You know, she was young when we got together. She was like 19. Were you drinking that weekend? No, no, no. Not that weekend. I was sober because we were all super okay. happy that Brennan wasn't drinking. And then I think I had six months sober at the time because I was in town. Mm. I was in town for my sister's wedding. And I remember I was going to have six months for my sister's wedding. That's why I was in town. And then you guys were in town for something else, but it all just happened to line up. And so I believe that's what it was. It was something like that, but I wasn't drinking then. And then I started, I fell off and I started drinking again um, in 2004. So I went to rehab in 2013. I started drinking again, I think in 2015. So almost all of 14, I didn't drink Uh, 13, somewhere in there. And then I started drinking again. We get to save the date. You have your wedding. I'm in the wedding party. Um, Alyssa and I go to that. And at that point, I am drinking again. I'm I'm like, I'm drinking with we drank. Oh, my God. We drank a lot. Yeah, I'm drinking with your roommate. And it was one of those things where at the time, because we're all having a great time, it was just like, oh, Brendan got that reset that he needed. He's not violent anymore. He's not going crazy. Like he's gone through everything he's going to go through. And and I wish that was the end of that story. I wish I could say Alyssa and I stayed together. You know, I kept my drinking under control. We stayed best friends and everything was happy ever after. But that's not, you know, life is no fairy tale to quote Shawshank Redemption. And after your wedding was one of the last times that you saw me like in a in an okay state. And then everyone's heard the stories. I completely fall off the wagon. Alyssa and I are fighting constantly. I'll sober for three months and then I get drunk again. And then I'm sober for six months. Then I get drunk again and we just can't keep it together. And then that's, that's when everything kind of falls apart. I get another DUI. She leaves. I'm like getting blacked out every single day. And the reason I wanted to tell that was because paralleling my timeline, you and Karen get a nicer place. You get another promotion and then you guys have a baby. So right. while my life was crumbling to the ground, 
you were like the antithesis, almost like the bizarro me, or I was the bizarro you. Like what could have happened had, like if I had I stayed after I left football, had I just stayed a little bit more focused, I could have had what you had. And then on the flip side, if you got a little unfocused, you could have ended up like me. So I thought that was a very interesting parallel, how they kind of went hand in hand. Where are you going? Yeah. Dan's on the move. Okay, yeah, no, I'm, um, my, my mom and Karen oh, just are came they here? home, so I'm just going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go to a different room, so we're not interrupted. Sorry about that. No, you're good. I'm leaving all this in. Trump charity, Ma. Oh. I think you have a Trump charity. <laughs> Inside joke. Okay. Dan, as you can hear on the audio, Dan just talks like a regular old Joe, but Dan is from uh, Guyana, and when he talks to his family on the phone, his Caribbean accent comes out, man. <laughs> I had never. I that, that wasn't exactly it, but yeah, <laughs> I'm not good at it. But I had never heard. I've never heard that accent before. And then I heard you on the phone with your mom, and she was talking about the airport. Oh, and you go twelve charities. Oh, you're good. We're just killing time till you can get comfy again, buddy. Okay. I am gonna cut some of this out now. Yeah, you probably should. It was fun for the first couple of steps. <laughs> but now we've been going for two minutes. Oh wow! Damn. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. All right. So three, two. Yeah, so I just thought it was interesting how we literally, like we said earlier, we were the same person, but we took two different life paths and how it ended up so completely different. You are now married. You have a kid, a house. You're doing the whole dad thing. Great job. You're doing that. And I literally could not get my life together, like working in restaurants, getting fired all the time and just drinking constantly. So it's very it was a almost like a cold wake up call or a cold reality to, to kind of see where you were at when you guys invited me down for the baby shower, because it it was one of those things. Now I had been sober at the time. So all honesty, when you invited me to the baby shower, I had, I had had my 30th birthday. I ended up in the hospital. We've all heard that story. And so I decided to get sober again. So probably one of the happiest times in my adult life, in all honesty, um, it ranks definitely in the top 10, Uh, was being able to go down there to see you guys and be in shape, doing comedy, sober. And it's almost like it was almost like the movie got the ending that we all wanted, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And you look great, too. I appreciate that, man. I'm trying. You you, you look good, too, though. You're you got the dad thing going. You got full dad mod now. I don't (laughs) know. Man, it is what it is. I don't try it anymore. I'm already married. Yeah. What's that sounds point, terrible. Right? But, no. <laughs> but yeah, so I just thought I, and I, I definitely wanted to have you on just because you, you had been there from when we were trying to change who we were when we first got to college all the way through to when, honestly, a lot of people thought Brennan's not going to make it out of this alive. Like he's not going to, even in college, there were times where you guys would be like, Hey man, like you should calm down a little <laughs> because you could die. <laughs> and now look at us. I'm recording a podcast, a sensational worldwide podcast, because I have one listener in Canada and one listener in Ireland. Shout out DVK. And look, oh, at, us. Cool. look at us now. <laughs> also, I have a listener in the Cayman Islands. Oh, there you go. So you yeah. have two Caribbean listeners. Yeah. Oh, man, Dan, this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming on. I know you got to go because the baby and the, the, the wife and the mom and the whole thing. 
No, well, yeah, the, yeah, the, the baby's asleep, but yeah, my mom did just come in. But yeah, dude, no, I honestly, and I, 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 I like, I know you went down the, the the path, but the thing is, like, you never got better because you you did. I, I know you, Brandon. Like, dude, you're one of the strongest people I know. If you wanted to do something, you will do it. Yeah. If you wanted to get better, if if you wanted to be sober early on, you would have. You just didn't want to at the time. Yeah, I think that was the thing. Was I? I just. I was like, I overreacted. Like, I love drinking. I love partying. Like, I want to keep doing that. And then I did. And then to bring this full circle, because Dan and I are huge Star Wars fans, it was very much the Anakin story. Um, you know, everything's going great. Everything's going great. Then, you know, some things happen. I lost football, which in this case would be like the love of my life. And then I go down the dark side and it takes a whole hell of a lot for me to finally, in the end, kill the emperor and be like, nah, we're all good. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Boom. I'm a fucking goddamn professional at this podcast. And unlike Anakin, you survived it. Yeah, that's true. You went back to light and you're still alive. Yeah. Well, you are the Obi-Wan to my Anakin. Everybody knows that. Oh, no, man. You were were the best, dude. Yeah, dude, you're definitely one of my best friends, too. um, Which is really cool that we can do this. I, I love having the Zoom thing. I love the fact that you and Karen can keep up with the stuff going on and I can keep up with you guys via social media. And then through the podcast, you guys can keep up with me. It's, it's so cool how technology works nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Yeah. But we, we got, we have to make an effort to see each other in person sometime. And I heard you, you're moving, right? You're moving to New York, New York city. I move in July. Uh, Hopefully that date is tentative, but I'm just going to keep speaking that out into the universe. So it gets done. Well, no, well, yeah, well, let me know because um, Karen was was thinking we'll, we'll plan a trip up something or something like that. Um, yeah. just to probably see you before you go, and we'll have to bring the baby too. For sure, Hopefully it'll be okay. awesome. Well, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, you don't have anything to plug because you're just a regular guy. I love it. No, <laughs> I'm just um, like a regular accountant. <laughs> well, thank you again. Who had so much a fun for... college life. Yes. So much fun. We have all these great stories. X drinking buddy. Thank you everybody so much for listening. Brennan T comedy.com. Uh, check out my farewell to Florida dates on there. Uh, Brennan T comedy on all social media and check out my other podcast, my sports podcast. Here's from the press box. If you want to hear me and the fabulous Joe Dorville talk about sports, we will talk to y'all next week. Boom, baby. All right, I can stop recording now. So. Next.